Hey, what's up, big fella? Thanks for jumping in today. You are listening to Teach Me to Father, the podcast sponsored by Father Seekers, Teach Me to Father. We we help fatherless dads become great dads. That's it in a nutshell. So if you need to reach us, go to fatherseekers.org, fatherseekers.org. You can email me direct at barry at fatherseekers.org. And you can also connect with us through email personally or go on the website. You can listen to all the podcast, YouTube information, and you can get some free downloads as well. Today, uh, the studio is loaded with women. And I think you're going to be interested in hearing this topic, especially if you're married and your wife has a tough time dealing with a fatherless dad, and she's trying to figure that out. We're going to talk about something today that is dear and dear to my heart, and that is raising godly kids. But we're going to focus on on this topic. What do little girls need in a dad? What do little girls need in a dad? And here's 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 the bottom line. When when we raise our kids we do the very best that we can and we don't have necessarily a reference point in how to be a good dad raising boys is one thing but raising little girls is a totally different animal it's totally different because girls they are very particular in their relationship with their father because of the way god created the family and the father in the little girl's life plays an incredible role, not just as representing father, dad on the earth, but representing father in heaven, but also projecting forward the pattern and the expectation and even what to look for in a future mate. And if a little girl grew up without a dad or a not so good dad or a dysfunctional dad, then that little girl is going to grow into a woman not understanding and knowing, not even how to be a woman herself, but even to be a good a good spouse, a good mate, but then eventually a good mom. So you can see how the cycle reproduces itself. You can also see some of the problems that are zooming in already uh, close up, and maybe you grew up with some sisters, as did I, And as I've gone back over the years and interviewed them about us growing up fatherless, uh, this is where I got the idea for the podcast because they, they gave a different pitch on it all together. So these three gals in here today, this is a two part, by the way, we, two, two sets of really bright women, amazing women. I know them all, they're young ladies, they're amazing professionals and they're all moms and they all have little girls. And they were little girls. So, ladies, I'm going to start to my left, and you just go. I'm going to go left. 
Here's how I want to introduce yourself. I want you to introduce yourself by telling us who you are about your family and then what you do. Because what guys, when you ask guys, uh, tell me a little about about you. They they tell tell you what they do before they tell you who they are. So I want to reverse the curse on that one. So let's go, Shelby. Tell okay. us tell us about you. Hi, uh, I'm Shelby Cox. I am married to Dallas Cox, and we have three wonderful children together. Two of which are twins, mm. and also two of which are girls. Uh, we have two girls and one boy, and um, I am a wife and a mom, and I also am a pastor at Life Church in Green Bay. Mm. So no dull, no dull time, no drop time in your schedule. No. Every minute overbooked. Every minute overbooked. And it is so funny when my kids look at me and say, why are you being lazy? And I'm like, mm. wait, <laughs> wait, when did you see me sit down? Am I not cooking your dinner right now? Mm. <laughs> mm. So what, yes. what's easier to raise, boys or girls? Oh, for sure, boys. My boy is super, mm-hmm. super easy, I think. But it he's, could also be that he's a mama's boy, so. Yeah, yeah. I was a boy dad, and they're easier than girls. Because I grew up with five women in one house, in one bathroom, so it's, that's why I'm traumatized. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tara, tell us you. All right, well, I am Tara Verhaeg. I am married to my husband, Nick, and we have two children, a boy and a girl. Um, so I'm a, also mom, wife. Um, I, in my free time, <laughs> uh, <laughs> enjoy fiber arts, so knitting and crocheting. Uh, but for my... Um, uh, employment. I am the kids pastor here at Life Church, or associate kids pastor here at Life Church. So, what is the fiber thing you do? Yarn. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, so you told me the other day about a a a TikTok video you did. Oh gosh, yes. Yeah. And how many views you get? I have over three hundred thousand views on one of them. I think. Yeah. yeah. Girl, that's money. You need to forget <laughs> this job. <laughs> And go monetize that I right have now. No idea you get a few of those in, in line consistently. Mm, yeah. TikTok's gonna be saying, "Hey, girl, hey, you know, hey. right? Advertise, yeah. advertise. That's so, really cool. Yeah, I've seen your work. It's it's interesting. Thanks. Yeah. Last but not least, AJ. Okay, I'm AJ Roberts. I am married to Jake. Mm. I have two daughters. They are seven and five. Mm. Two beautiful little girls who are mm-hmm. very different. Mm-hmm. Um, I am part-time staff here, helping in the kids' department, and I am a nurse part-time. Mm. So, interestingly, about Tara and AJ, they work with kids in our church. And that, I, again, that gives you, I guess, a whole different view of of what little girls need. Let's Let's dive into this. Let's talk about... Let's talk about, in a general sense, what do little girls need in a dad? And here's, here's how I want to uh, really drill down on that. You're, you're, you're talking to mostly men who grow up without a dad who have no idea about what it takes to be a good father, but they're on the upward swing, the graduated incline to be great dads. So this is informational bits and nuggets and insights from a woman's perspective who was a little girl, but now is a mom of little girls. So you're, you're directing traffic here. And, and I would almost be willing to say no pressure meant to be incurred, but the information you share with us 
will will help change some lives and even some destinies and legacies, I think. So here's the question. Anybody jump in when you want, but I'd like to hear you all think, what in a general sense do little girls need from a dad? I think they need a dad that's present and not just like physically present in the room or at the activity or just, you know, just showing up isn't enough, like, but being present. So whether it's, um, you know, at the dinner table, not having screens at the dinner table and talking with your kids and asking about your, you know, asking your daughter about her day or being at, you know, involved in the activities and just being more than like physically there, but emotionally there um, and emotionally available too. So, and invested in what's going on in her life. So you said, you said emotionally available. Yeah. The, this is interesting. The one thing that, that women complain about with, with, a, with a guy who grew up without a dad and is trying to figure that out says that they, they tend to be most often emotionally disconnected <laughs> and emotionally uninvolved. And not even present necessarily, but if they do engage in emotion, it's negative emotion. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. What do little girls need in a dad? I think little girls need a dad who shows them they care. So emotion, not negative emotion, but positive emotion. Emotion that they do care that even the little things, like they're paying attention to their schoolwork. They're paying attention to who their friends are. They're paying attention to what they're wearing, and they're also not afraid to say, no, you can't wear that. And that's a way of them caring about it because in the long run, that's protecting them and caring about them. So so you're talking about, AJ, about instructing little girls in the proper way to to not only present themselves publicly, but to show themselves publicly. Mm-hmm. Unpack that a little bit. Well, I think little girls are like searching for their dad to pay attention to them. So when they're not paying attention, where are they going to get that attention from? Finish that idea out. Where do, where do they seek that from? Um, They'll seek it from their friends. They'll seek it from the opposite sex when they're a little bit older. Um, I think they'll seek it out in behavioral issues, not doing what they should be doing in school and probably not caring about other things in their life. It's interesting you say that interesting behavioral issues are always a flag, aren't they, mm-hmm. for for identity issues, yeah, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. And you, you are professionally a nurse, so you get to see on occasion some of that play out in your, in your exam rooms, don't you? Oh, for sure. All the yeah. time. Yeah, you can tell the parents that are present and in the room, or the parents that are on their phone, and the kid is just adding to their story. Mm -hmm. They're not trying to get my attention. Mm -hmm. Wow! So a lot of embellishment happens there, huh? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's got to be a rough part of your job, where you have to deal with parents who are disconnected for whatever reason, stress, whatever problems, pain. They're just disconnected. Yeah. So disconnect's a big word too. How about you, Shelby? What do little girls need in a dad? Uh, I was uh, going to say. And you're, say, a, you're yeah. a former PK, too. I am. So spit some of that fire out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Okay. Uh, I was going to say security. 
Um, and not and not just security in the sense of like physical, like knowing they're safe with their dad, but also knowing that they are safe to talk to their dad um, and ask questions. I don't know about you guys, gals, whatever. Um, but I know that for uh, my husband, it can be difficult at times to just listen without wanting to fix every problem. Yes. And I have to explain to him sometimes, listen, you just have to listen. Like she doesn't need you to try and fix it. She just needs to know that she can let it all out to you mm-hmm. and that you're still going to love her the same. For sure. Okay. So let's dig on that one. So, so most guys, there was a, there was a phrase that, that, emerged from journey to wholeness and I believe you and Jake use that a lot. Oh. Do you need me to do you need me to fix do you need me to fix it or or, or feel? Feel it. Yeah. Feel it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fix mm-hmm. or feel. Yeah. Fix or feel. Yeah. So let's talk about that with because I know that he's a fantastic guy. He just He really is. He's always trying to fix stuff though. Trying yes. to make it right. Trying to get it right. Uh most guys are fixers. Mm-hmm. They're not feelers, clearly. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> he knew some, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, went off. You go, mm-hmm. yeah. Need an organ in here, having B three. So, so most guys are fixers. So let's let's drill it down on this, and then we'll go back and talk about the highlights of the words that you guys actually use, which are which are increasingly significant based on our conversation. But let's talk about the, let's talk about the Dallas because he's a good guy. He's mm-hmm. a he's a good Jesus guy. Your hub, your hubs is your hubs is. So, what is it? Let's break down. Let's deconstruct. Dads want to be fixers. They don't want to be feelers. But let's reverse the order to be with a woman, especially a little girl emerging mm-hmm. woman. She needs to be groomed in her emotions and feelings. By love and acceptance and listening and availability and all the great things you guys have mentioned, amazing things. But how do we how do we deconstruct a man's thinking? Because most guys are hypervigilant for whatever reason. And they're always watching to see what the problem is. When you said that about mm-hmm. the dress thing, I thought, how many dads have fought with their daughters for years about mm-hmm. you're not going out looking like that? Mm-hmm. And she sneaks out, takes off the baggy shirt and and where's our hoochie mama stuff down downtown? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but Shelby, let's start with you. How do how do we deconstruct a guy's thinking about you don't need to fix it, you need to listen and feel before you give advice on and let's let's take the word fix out mm-hmm. and let's let's put the word in instruct and guide. Yeah. Instead of fix. Because guys fix, but let's talk about Let's talk about instructing and guiding instead of fixing, but but to listen first. Mm-hmm. Let's let's deconstruct that. Let's start with you, Shelby. Tell me your thoughts on that one. Oh my gosh, I don't even know how to answer that. I think I just think of like I think most most dads probably. Well, I don't know because I'm not a I, I'm not a dad, but I I think that most dads want to be their daughter's hero. But I think it's important that they remember that they don't have to fix things for them to be their daughter's hero. They're they're already their daughter's hero, um, and so I think when we can approach it in 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 that sense of recognizing that okay, I don't need to 
I don't need to be her hero right now in fixing something for her. I need to comfort her, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're tearing up. Why are you tearing up? Oh, no, I'm not tearing Why up. Why not? No. Oh, it must be the cigar smoke in the room. <laughs> so so you you said something that interesting about 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 all all little girls want their want their dad to be their hero but all dads want their daughter to to not only know but to believe he's the hero mm-hmm. and engage with that that's huge what's interesting about about that that whole piece of it is when when we we strive as dads we strive to be heroes not just with our kids, but with our wives. But when we miss it with our kids, we end up missing it with our wives. Mm. You know why? Because mama bear is not happy with the way you treated the little one, so she's not going to be happy with you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Right. Is that right? For sure. I think so. It's been my experience anyway. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But but this piece, this piece about what you said, when we when we instruct, when we instruct, and we guide. It's a big difference than fixing. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about, well, let's finish going around the loop here. Mm-hmm. Let's let's finish going around the loop. Let's deconstruct fix versus feel. I think that you just have to go, as like a dad, you'd have to set aside like your, your desires in the situation and like come at it from your daughter's perspective. So, you know, how is she... Mm thinking how is she feeling like yes I want to fix this but how so I'm not going to fix it but I can feel with her and then I can like help guide her so it's just um I think it's taking a step back and like slowing ourselves down to try to get to their level uh, to understand where they're coming from because like for like raising our kids like they're they're growing up in a totally different climate than we grew up in like Mm. social media all Mm. of this like we didn't navigate through that you know well into like for most of us high school if not college or later so like our kids are in a totally different climate socially so we can't just be like well I'm back in my day like we didn't we did it this way well great that's how it worked then but it's not how it's going to work now so you know we just have to take a step back and really listen from where they're coming from so that we can offer them that guidance so that ultimately they can fix it on their own mm-hmm. because that's going to empower them um, to continue to be comfortable coming to you as a father, but also um, knowing that they have that ability to handle these situations in the future. I was talking to a, a dad the other day and he said, with my daughter, I have to move with her. Uh, I have to move not only verbally and mentally and emotionally slow, but physically slow. In approach, yeah, but also have to do it in a quiet fashion to to reduce the reduce the noise in her mind about about what's happening right now, mm-hmm. because the just the way that God designed the family and little girls and boys, He designed for for all kids. He designed dads to be the exact representation of God, who is in heaven on earth in front of His kids. So then there's that piece of it we'll talk about in a few minutes. You said something, uh, Tara, about about seeing from from her perspective. Yeah. I want to target in on that, and all of you respond. 
but how do you how do you tell a dad how how do you teach a dad <laughs> i'm i'm thinking like a man here yeah. how do you teach a dad to speak to his daughter to speak less listen and observe and absorb more and then translate how do you teach a dad to do that i think it's one thing that is going to be trial and error right like it's not our natural inclination to do that um, but it's something that we just have to keep striving for so just going into conversations knowing that I just need to be quiet I need to let her talk for a little bit and then I can kind of gauge where we're at or I know I think we got this the fix or feel thing like we do it in our marriage now because of Jake and AJ. I think that came from Pastor Becky. Yeah, it, yeah. it was a journey thing, mm-hmm. but but yeah. I heard it emerge and erupt we out do. of yeah. your conversation. Lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we're like, we'll say that in our, like between my husband and I, where one of us will want to talk about something and we'll be like, wait, hold on, fix or feel. So that helps us get our mind on the right track with their, like with our partner's mind. But I've even started doing that with like my daughter. And I know Nick's the same way where he'll give, like if our daughter is mid meltdown or upset about something, he gives her like a couple minutes to just calm down a little bit so that he can also calm down. And then they can be both more level headed as they're having these conversations. But it wasn't always like that. Like, you know, in the heat of the moment or in the middle of it, you know, they're both worked up and, just realizing that that's a, that doesn't work. So we need to figure out a new way that does work. So it's just been a trial and error. We've tried different things like, um, you know, taking, well, taking the break that's worked. Um, otherwise, you know, trying to sit down like at that exact moment, like didn't work. Um, so it's just working through your, your daughter and your personality styles and seeing what works for you. Mm -hmm. Uh, because what works for us isn't always going to work for everybody. So it's, I feel like it's a try, trial and error thing of trying to figure out how you can get to that point. I think age has something to do with it, too. Like, yeah. you've got to be really, um, yeah. like, what's the word? Age appropriate? A, yeah, like, if you have a younger daughter, like, I think it's important to remember that, like, she's probably going through a stage where she doesn't know how to feel about what's happening right mm-hmm. now. Ooh. And so sometimes... <laughs> We need to let them write it out and just comfort and hold them until they can compose themselves and then go into a conversation with them because they don't know why they're feeling the way that they're feeling in that moment. Mm. So uh, there's a lot of of hormonal things going on, both boys and girls. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of cultural things. There's a lot of stuff that happens at school that intersects with home. Mm -hmm. But how do you, how do you, so wives... I'm trying to think like a man here. So wives, wives need to become a coach to their husbands and their husbands need to submit to that coaching because, because even though, even though Jake is the, the dad of your girls, those girls are still a large part of who you are and what you are. So they're going to respond similarly. For sure. So how do, what would you say ladies to, to wives who who need to take the position of coaching with their husbands to coach their daughters through and vice versa for moms to let dads coach them on how to deal with their sons. Mm-hmm. How do you, how do you teach it? How do you, how do you, what do you say to a woman now that's going to listen and instruct them on how to coach their husbands to be good, good feelers and not fixers, but instructors and, and leaders and guiders. 
I think a big part of that is like knowing yourself and knowing how you're going to respond to that. And like, what are your triggers and what can I handle? And what can I handle on my own? Or do I need my spouse? Um, I think it's important for women to be patient with their spouse because they don't understand. Um, but also we all learn by mimicking each other and is how I'm acting. Is it how like I want my husband to act and vice versa? That's good. I read a while back that from mothers, children get their emotional health Mm -hmm. and from fathers, they get their identity. So the mother, it seems like to me because they're so nurturing and that's the way God created. They're so nurturing. And so that's why they're called mother. They, they just know sometimes. So AJ, what would you say to women listening and, and the dads too as well about how to how to communicate together in that coaching relationship to really help help a dad hear not with his filtration system but with the help of God and the help of the mom how to hear what that little girl is saying because it's important and if it's not dealt with at a particular age It'll resurface again up the line. Yeah. I have to think about this. Um, I think that it needs to be like girl, women are del- like girls are delicate mm-hmm. and we have to be gentle with them. But we also have to be there has to be a sternness and consistency. Mm-hmm. Consistency. That's a big word. Yeah. And if 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 guys Guys tend to be, let me think like a man and talk like a man. When guys, when guys don't listen to their wives, they don't listen to the coaching points their wives give, then that's when they get emotional and petty and they cave or they act out. Men, I'm talking men now, not boys or little boys, men acting like little boys. They get, they get offended because they think they know everything because they're designed to fix. Like they think I'm supposed to. For me to be the hero, I got to fix this because they feel responsible for it. Mm -hmm. So you said something about being consistent. So if you as mom, if you're, if your dad coach, if you're girl coaching your husband, that's a new phrase. Girl coaching. (laughs) Somebody write a book. (laughs) Write a book, AJ. Girl coaching your husband. Girl coaching your husband. Girl coaching your husband. You said the number one thing I think is to be consistent. Mm-hmm. Be consistent. Yeah. Tara or Shelby, what would be in in our new girl coaching, <laughs> our, our girl coaching for dads? Somebody should. <laughs> one of y'all, should, all of y'all should write this book. This this would work. Girl coaching a dad. What what AJ said consistent. What would you guys say? What would be a characteristic if there were only three characteristics? What would that characteristic be? Consistent is one. We've already talked about instead of fixing and feeling, we've talked about instructing and guiding and feeling. I feel before instructing God. I'm sensitive. I'm listening. I can't be empathic with my daughter because I'm a dude. Yeah. yeah. But But I know from my relationship with my wife, I know what to expect and respond, except dialed way back to an infantile stage because you all have life experience. She doesn't. Mm-hmm. 
So how do you translate that down? So what are the what are the other two words when you're when you're <laughs> I when feel like I'm on Family Feud right now. You are. What are the two? What are the? What are the uh, consistent is the first, but what's the other two words that when when moms when when moms are girl coaching their husbands? What are the other two words? Consistent, patient. Yep, that was what I was patient. Say. Yeah, beat me to it. All right, <laughs> patience for sure. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of big emotions, and like Shelby was saying, sometimes. Especially younger, well, I mean, just at any age, really, let's be honest. Like, it can You do have to weigh what's <laughs> happening in their life and how old they are. Younger, yeah. they're probably not sure what's yeah. how they're feeling. Older, they're probably going through a lot of changes. Wait, yeah. wait. I think yeah. she said the third one. What? Uh, assessing. Assessing. Awareness. Awareness. Oh, awareness. Yeah. Awareness. yeah. That's good. Well, there you go, Shelby. There you yeah. go. So you were in the mid, you were in mid-statement oh. when, when Shelby had her epiphany there. <laughs> We were collabing. Yeah, we right? collabing. Yeah. What, what What were you saying? Um, just being being patient with their daughter as their daughter's figuring it out too. So not only is dad figuring it out, but daughter's figuring it out too. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Mm-hmm. So this is a. This again, is the girl coaching for dads. Yeah. This is it. She's learning your behavior. You're learning her behavior. Mm-hmm. But she's learning her behavior too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And his, yeah. hers, and ours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a marriage, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. And you said something in that that she's learning his behavior. Yeah. yeah. Which is super important, I think, for men to remember is that how you're responding yeah. with the situation that's happening right now. She is watching and learning from that, not for herself, but for what she is going to look for in a future husband. Mm. Yep. Go go into that more, because because all the the other two ladies are going mm-hmm, yeah and their eyes are real big like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah so <laughs> down south we call that chicken necking their necks popping side to side mm-hmm, yep mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. so dr- drill down on because because here's what we're here's the guys we're talking to again we're talking to guys who grew up without a dad who had no dad to teach them how to be how to be a good girl dad or a good boy dad. Mm-hmm. They have no reference point. They have no understanding. If they do have any reference point or understanding, it's a it's a warped one. It's a it's a horrible one. It's a dysfunctional one. So so when you we dads mm-hmm. who who are girl dads, I would address it from this way. All three of you. When you address, engage, speak to, compliment, correct, redirect, assess on the fly. When you're doing all that as a dad with a little girl you're creating a narrative in her mind Mm -hmm. for not only how to respond to her hero Mm -hmm. and what she will pattern what a man looks like Mm -hmm. and who she will look for in a man or not when when we are responding as dads talk about the power of the response that a dad gives to a little girl in all those characteristics i mentioned Mm -hmm. because you said that's who she'll look for yeah, you are you are being the example of the man that she will look for, eventually, mm-hmm. as a, as a, a partner as a, as a spouse. So think about the example that you want to be. Think about who you want her to be with, the kind of man that you want her to be with, and that's the kind of man that you should be to her. That's the kind of man that you should example to her. So in those situations when she is melting down, I think you have to have patience and assess it and look and go, okay, 
Is this a moment where, like, do I want to be the kind of man who I'm going to teach my daughter how to have an argument with with right now? Are we going to get in a yelling match? Or am I going to be the kind of man that's going to teach her how to to relax and control her emotions and have a conversation about how she's feeling in the moment? <laughs> mm-hmm. So I know guys, I know some guys who are really good at just, just listening and nodding and, and absorbing. And then I know guys who take offense at, cause they have, they have inner healing that they need to do. Mm-hmm. And when their kid who most dads think that their kids are the ultimate treasure in the world. And when their kids don't like them, then they get hurt. And when they get hurt, they get triggered and they respond different ways. And then they pass down that hurt to their kids that they received or they don't know how to process. That's great insight. We didn't get to you, AJ, about deconstructing the whole fix or feel thing. I mean, we've been a long way, but what what's another insight that you might have? We talked about changing the word fix to instruct and guide. Take that a little further. Well, I think it's, for me, I thought, like, show. Like, I'm going to show them how to do it. I'm going to show them. And I know, like, men act different than women. But, yeah, like, learn to control your emotions versus be abrupt and not controlling emotions. And I feel like fixing, I think we have to ask ourselves, like, do I need to fix it? Is it something that's dangerous right now? Or is it something that we can wait on and I can show her what to do if this happens again? Mm. Um Ooh. So that's what I was thinking. That's good. Yeah. Uh, when, when, when little girls, let's talk about this and we'll shift gears. When little girls get offended or hurt by their father, what happens inside a little girl, generally speaking? When they get hurt or offended or a dad comes across in a difficult way or fashion. And you all, you all have said to the woman that girls are very sensitive. What happens when a little girl gets hurt or offended by her dad, whom she adores and loves and thinks he is the king of the world? What happens inside a little girl's head and heart? It brings down their self-confidence. And like you said, uh, their identity. Like, is it me? Did I do something wrong? Mm-hmm. They feel like they don't, they, they're not good enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like deeper than like being sad. It's almost like a heartbreak. Yeah. Like, oh, I did something bad and now dad's angry at me and so I must like you guys are saying I must be a bad person but it's like their little their little heartbreaks because they disappointed their dad so let's push 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 that idea that concept this is really good stuff like this is good you 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 guys should write the book (laughs) uh coaching girls girl dads this this would be a big seller if I was a girl I would write it uh it's a good book like a good idea uh, let's push that out further. Dads are the direct representation for their kids on earth of, of God, their father in heaven. When a little girl goes on forward and she's wounded as a little girl, how does that transpose or project into the future for her life? What happens? I mean, I think it could go a couple of different ways depending on the rest of her surroundings and, and, and her mom and, you know, whoever else is in the house, I think she can either become um, soft and wounded and approach everything from a victim mentality, or she can become a 
I'll just do it on my own and I don't need anybody else. Yeah, like a hardened heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Victim mentality versus driven by self. Mm-hmm. So, so let's transition with that thought. Let's talk for just a few more minutes to women who fall into that category because because there's a lot of there's a lot of ladies who grew up without a dad who fall into this category and those as we look at those victim versus self self driven self motivated protect myself I don't need anybody there's two extremes there but when women now are 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 wives they're mothers to girls and dads, and they're carrying this with them. What What would you say? And I'll start with you, Shelby. What would you say? What would you say to that woman who didn't grow up not not perfect? And there was there was there was a moving forward. There was a learning curve, and mom and dad and and sibs were learning together. Nothing's perfect, but the woman who grew up in the rough place didn't have a good dad or a dad that was abusive or a dad that was a victimizer or a dad that abandoned or a dad that was present but unavailable, unengaged, and distant. Talk to the moms who fit that category, and what what would you say to them? What What's the one thing that you would say to those women? And, and I'll tell you, whoever's got it first can go. But I want you all to respond. What would you say, what would you say to that woman who carries, who carries father hurt, father wounds, who, who now operates from that, that point, father hurt, father wounds. It's, it's not good with her husband and they're trying to raise kids and, and all of their stuff is being projected on the kids. What do you say to the woman? It's not your fault. Yeah. Like your dad probably did the best that he could. You know, we look at it like that, but they, he probably had things from his childhood or, you know, his situations. We talk in journey to wholeness about generational curses and how those things get passed down generation to generation. And I think that, uh, as a child, we view our dad as that superhero and he's perfect and then things happen and there might be a failing to us. But as an adult, we have to take a step back and look and be like, you know what? It wasn't perfect, but my dad probably tried the best that he could. And I know yeah. there's situations where that might not apply, but in the most in most circumstances, like he probably tried the best that he could using the tools that he had, um, you know, from how he was raised. Um and that is not my fault that he, there was a failing at some point, like whether it was, you know, emotionally or physically, whatever that might be, that it's, it's not my fault that that happened. It's AJ or, or Shelby, either I, one. I how would, how would you, AJ, how would you do that? Oh, are we going off of hers? Yes. I have, I have something to add. Do um, it. Well, we can talk about hers more. No, go ahead. You go. You're you good. go. It's your, you go. I think I would tell the woman, not every man is like your father. That's, that's gold. Um, because I think, well, like you, like a forgiveness, mm-hmm. um, and also like, yeah, forgiveness to your father, forgiveness mm-hmm. to yourself, but yeah, like to have hope that like your husband can be a good father. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. And that's you can, good. you can forgive your dad for things that happened, but that doesn't mean reconciliation. And that right. doesn't mean that you have to reconcile 
those things into your current relationship. High five, Tara. High five right there. That's good. Mm -hmm. That's some journey talk right there. That's really good. And it works. It works. Doctor, what do you say? I don't have a physical um, solution or answer for that. I would say, um, and this is me personally, I did grow up in a home where my dad was present, but he was not available because he was in ministry and ministry was different then. And so that took up a lot of his time. And so now we don't have, as much as I love my dad, we don't know how to talk to each other. We don't know how to have a conversation just one-on-one with each other unless it's, unless it has to do with what we have in common, which is ministry. Um, So for me, I have had to intentionally um, make myself go deeper in God's word because that's where I have to get my example. And I married a man who he didn't have a great relationship with his father growing up and his father, I think my dad was a great dad. He was a great dad. Um, But Dallas's dad was an abusive dad for a long time. And so the fact that I was able to marry a man who came out of that, but also became the man that he is and the father that he is like, Mm -hmm. I mean, so there's hope to the the lady that's listening. Mm -hmm. You married a guy who grew up without a dad or an abusive dad or whatever, but there's hope. You can find hope, uh, and naturally, it's not in a church or a religion, but it's in Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's where Dallas found his whole thing. Go back to the piece about you. You said you you, which is that's a whole that's a that's a whole podcast. <laughs> what you just said, like yeah, oh my god. Um, but you said that you dove into God's word. To find out what a real father was like and by examining and investigating God and who he was as a father. Yeah. And also not just on that side of it, but also what needed to happen in me because I needed to understand and recognize the sacrifices that I was going to have to make that I didn't need to be a, um, I could still be a strong independent woman without being hardened. Like, and that was okay, but it required a softening in the sense that I had to recognize when it's time to submit to my husband. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. And, and just for the record, when you, when you hear the word submit in this circle, in these voices, we're not, we're not talking about a woman who's a doormat, a dishwasher or a sex slave or a, a child bearer. We're not talking about that. We're talking about a woman who submitted to a man who loves her like Christ loved the church and and even so much love that he, the husband, would give his life mm-hmm. for his wife yeah. and his children, that he would die. In in other words, though that wife is an amazing gift and treasure. There's been too much said here today. There's been too much said <laughs> that doesn't deserve another go round I think I think this would be a part two and we'll we'll figure that out we'll make that happen if they if they turn into a part two it's usually really good and plus and plus <laughs> and plus we've got another whole group of women 
mommies, girl mommies, boy mommies, professional women who are going to be talking to us in the future. Listen, uh, big fella, if you don't know how to be a good girl, that we're go- I'm going to do. I'm going to do research with my team, and we're going to write a girl coaching book for dads. Get some ghost riders, moms. If you need to connect with us, go to fatherseekers.org, fatherseekers.org, Barry at fatherseekers.org, and this is the podcast, Teach Me to Father. Get some, boys. <laughs>